I'm going to start with Ezra Hashem. Daf Ayin Hey. We are at the two dots, the first wide line of Daf Ayin Hey. And really, we're finishing up on the Mishnah, the Mishnah that we've been discussing for a few days, which was in regards to Makadish Ish Amanashi and Alayna Dharma. And then we moved on to Mumin. Amanashi and Ba Mumin, Vin Ba Mumin, and Makadeshas. And then at the end, it said, Kol Hamumin. Now, what is defined as a mum? Kol Hamumin Hapoislam Bakaihan and Poislam Banashin. Any mum that would passel a kain from doing the avaida would be a mum for nashim. So comes the, comes the Gemara to say, now we're not going to go into what all those mummen are over here. Um, later, later in Kachim, we'll get to some of that. But over here, we're just going to add ones that are not applicable by a kain. So kol mummen So the Gemara says, Tana, Hosifu Aleim Zeya, that's sweat, Vishuma. So if the woman uh, excessively sweats more than normal, vishuma, and that's a wart, and that is a bad breath. Okay, halitosis. The hani, bakayani, so the Gemara wants to ask now. So you're saying these are the extra ones that don't apply by kayani. Vahani, bakayani, like possibly, these don't possible for kayani. Vahatanan, I learned in the Mishnah, hazakein, vahachayla, And that's talking about the karbanas themselves, a, a karban, an animal that's too old, or that's sickly, or mizuam, right? Which mizuam means like, like yucky. So we're going to translate it as sweaty. For now, that's what we're thinking. And Mizuam is like Zaya, it's sweaty. Right? It has a certain Zuama. So Vatanan, Mumen, Elu, Ben Kvuin, Ben Ivrim, Psulin, Ba'adam, these actually will passel by an Adam. Okay? So again, you said that, that when it comes to Nashi, these are the extra ones. One of them is Zaya, sweaty. I, we see that by Karbon and by Adam as well, meaning the Kaihain doing the Avoida. Mizum would also be a problem. So the Gemara says, Amar of Yesu, like Kasha, Kan Bezea Iveris. It depends if it's a Zea Iveris, okay, that it is um, for a Kayim, that would not be a problem. Zea Iveris, meaning that it, it comes and goes. Yeah, she sweats. It, if it's a Kayim, he sweats excessively, so he can't do that when, he, when he's sweating excessively, but it goes away. It's a, it's a temporary illness, and then he returns to normal. Kan Bezea She'ena Iveris. So, Eina Iveris, that would apply. And that's what we're thinking now. Zuam means, it's a Zea She'ena Iveris, that he's always excessively sweating. So, by a woman, it's untenable. Even if she periodically comes and goes, you're always living with your wife. So, that would be a problem. Additionally, even if it comes and goes, whereas by Kayin, it would only be a problem if it was Eina Iveris. Ravashi Amar, Zea Amazum. No, what are you, you're asking me Zea Amazum. These are different words. Sweat and Zuam is something else. Karamis, Hasam, meaning by Kayhanim, Gabi Kayhanim, Esher Avra Bekeya Dechamra. So there's something that's a Zuama. There's something that's a Zuama that you have an ability to uh, mitigate. So meaning the Kayin only has to do the Avoida for a few minutes, for a short period of time. But when you're married to a woman, so you have to be with her all the time. So, you can deal with this zuama by, uh, by taking care of, uh, by, by drinking the, the, the keha, the tartness or whatever of the vinegar can mitigate that for a few minutes. Again, it'll come right back. So by a kain, we, we, it'll be fine because you, there are, there's something you can do to cure it temporarily and you can do the avoida. Okay. <clears throat> and when we talk about having bad breath, you can also use um, right, uh, Listerine mint strips, okay, or in those days, pepper. Right, they're true pepper. But again, the point is you can mitigate it for a period of time. 
But when we talk about a person's wife, that's not going to be possible because you always, Rashi says, I'm talking to your wife all the time. So you can't, you can't have this condition. Yeah, even though you can, you can deal with it for five minutes here and 10 minutes there and whatever needs to be done, but it's a, it is a lifelong condition. Therefore, it would possible by... Uh, it would be it would possible as a mum for Isha, but not for Kayin. So now we said so that was Zeah, Reach uh, Zea and Reach Apeh we took care of, right? So that's why there is a concept of Zeah for Kayin, it's not a problem for woman, it's a problem. For Reach Apeh, again, temporarily you can deal with it. So for Kayin, it's a problem. For Kayin, it's not a problem for a woman, it's a problem. It's gonna be a mum. Now what about the Shuma? Right? That's a wart. So we want to know what kind of Shuma. Hi Shuma Echidami. Ida is basar. If it's a wart with hair, hachabahacha pasa. It will pass both by Kayanim and by an Isha. Idala is basar. If it doesn't have a hair in it. Now, Ishuma Gedayla. So even a non hairy wart that is large, hachabahacha pasa. It will be possible either way if it's too large. Ishuma Katana, he hachabahacha lay pasa. And if it's a little tiny wart, then it's not going to pasa anyway. So what, how are you saying this is something extra, a mum for an Isha that does not apply? To a kain to Tanya Shumashiyesh Basar. Where do we see this to back this up? Shumashiyesh Basar, a wart that has here Harry's and Mum. Ain Basar if it doesn't have here. Now Gedayla if it's large Harry's and Mum. Tanya Ain Bamum. So we see we don't differentiate between a kain and the woman. Vezo Gedayla. Now by the way, what is considered a big wart? What's the size of big? Pirush of Shimon Gamliel ad Kisrei Talki. Okay. So again, the question is we don't see any sort of differentiate differentiation between. Uh, wart. So how are you telling me there's something extra? It's sitting on her forehead, okay, so you can see it. Okay, really, it is, um, it is, it has no hair, and it's small, but it's sitting on her forehead, and it's a very conspicuous place, so he can't live with that, even though it's a small wart. But by Kayan, it's not a structural mum, but it's some, this is something. So Well, if it's sitting on her forehead, and it's that visible... Then anybody can see it. And he obviously agreed to marry her. So he's Rav and Ephias. Keep this concept in mind. Rav and Ephias. We're going to need it for Ahmed No, it's, it kind of sits at the edge where her hat line is. It could be seen sometimes. It can't be seen other times. So therefore, this could be considered, right? It could be considered a mum. So we're going to have another example of a mum, meaning we listed the three, Zea, Shuma, and Rechapad. Those are considered, those are considered mumin for an Isha, even though they're not for a Kayin, that let's say a, a woman got bitten by a dog, and she now has a nasty scar, that is considered a mum. So Chista adds that also if she has a very deep, heavy voice, that's considered a mum. Where do we see that? Because the Pasuk in Shirashim Shesh and Emar, that the properties of a woman are that we see that her voice should be pleasant. So if she has a, a very um, raspy so I was thinking about this, and very good, good question. I think you have to go with um, you have to go with the understanding that again you're thinking about things practically. The Gemara thinks about things halachically. Halachically, by the Maman padachta, a man is not allowed to marry a woman until he sees her. So therefore, if it's a mum that is in a conspicuous place, but a man is allowed, allowed to marry a woman without ever talking to her, there's no iser for that. And therefore, that is, I think, exactly the chilek over here. That by the voice, we're asking what's halakhically. You want to know practically speaking? Not necessarily. I mean, there are those that they never see each other before they get married, right? So 
Right? I'm saying in like the, you're saying it's by the mall. I'm saying well, so, so I'm saying by the mall though. There's even in in certain let's say Hasidim who they don't have normal shidduch dating, right? So they but they have to see each other before the chasana because there's a din that you have to see. So when it's something that's conspicuous like a mole, you can see. They don't have to talk. They just have to sit across from the table and see each other. They don't have to talk. Okay, Tani. Mnasen bira. So now we're going to have additional mum. Tani remnasen bira ben dade isha tefach. Okay, that, that's considered if um, the woman has a space between her dadim that is a tefach, which we're saying is now like very wide, so that's going to be considered a physical deformity. That's going to be a mum. Some Ravacha, and again, something that you wouldn't necessarily say. Ravacha Kame Ravashi, right? She hides it. So he wanted to say Lameimar. So Savar Ravacha, Ravacha had a Havamina, Bereid Rabba Kame Ravashi, Lameimar Tefach Mal Yusa, that a Tefach is actually a good amount of space. That's actually really nice if a woman has that. Uh, that, that ratio. No, sorry, it's, it's listed by the mummin, so it must be a tefach is too much. The comma. So what is considered the appropriate amount of space between the dadamum and isha? Three If one of her dadim is larger than the other, that's considered tefach. Okay, so if it's a tefach larger, the, if, if, so the, the sizes are off, that's considered a mum. Frek de gemara, umiak mi ikoke agamna, are they ever that large that they could be a tefach off? In, yes, dama rama barchana, anira isi, I saw arvia achas, one Arab lady, shehivshila dadel acharea, that she swung her dadim behind her, meinikas bena, they were that large, that she was able to, um, she was able to nurse, nurse her daughter. We'll see how we'll be expecting a comment from Jules later today. Okay, so now this is a member that we're bringing in just because we quoted, we quoted Ramaisha Barbare de Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, Mishmei de Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi. So we have another, nothing to do with Mumin over here, but another Memra that the Pasuk says, Ish Ish Yuladba. To Tzion, it should be said about Tzion that when there is a ish ish yuladba. So what's the lashon of ish ish? Right? Why does it say you could have just said in Tzion Yemer ish yuladba? What's ish ish? Okay. So what is it? Right? He will be he will be elyon. He'll be on a higher level. So what's ish ish? That's that's the name. That's why I bring the memra. Okay, that you want to know if you're on a higher level, either somebody who was born in Eretz Yisrael or somebody who really they pine their entire life to go to Eretz Yisrael. One, now this, this is a lashon of ish ish, right? So we're saying ish ish, ish ish yuladba, but you can an alien. So you'll be on a higher level. So that we understand either you were born there or you want to be there, you'll be on a higher level. Now, what's the lashon of ish ish? Ish ish saying that they're like double the man. You're twice the man that um, if you're a B'nai Eretz Yisrael, you're twice as good as a B'nai Babel. However, we know as we see in the way, as so the Shittim Kometsis explains this, so we see that Eretz Yisrael has a natural, just naturally being there, puts somebody on a higher level, twice as much. So imagine if you have an Mbavel, they had to, to work much harder because naturally the surroundings weren't, uh, weren't, didn't give themselves to being in as high a level. So Chan Minan, so if a Bnei Babel, Kisal when he goes to Eretz Yisrael, Adif Kitre Minayu, he's better than two of the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. 
Okay, because if he was able to be on a high level leaving Bavel, so when he goes to Eretz Yisrael, he gets supersized. The Harav Yirmiya, Techi Hava Hacha, when Rav Yirmiya was here in Bavel, Hava Yadam, Loi Hava Yadam, I come Rabbanon. He didn't know, he didn't know Shir, right? But he didn't, he didn't know what the Rabbanon were saying. He wasn't able to decipher what they were saying. However, Tisalak Lahasam, when he got to Eretz Yisrael, you know what he called his own people, his former countrymen? He called them Bavloi Tipshai. Okay, so we see that he must, he went in Babel where he could barely, he couldn't keep up. And also he went to Eretz Yisrael and he was able to call the Babel people Babel Tepshoi. So we, again, we see here the Lashon of Ish Ish, let's see in Ish Ish, that a, you become you're twice as good when you're in Eretz Yisrael. Zucked the next Mishnah. Now this is going to, Mumin are going to meet the Sugya of, that we had, Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel. Okay, the Machleksin of, I should say, Tesvav, right? The Machlech Yes Rabbi Yeshua, and that carried into Ha'isha Shanisarmila, right? The Pesha Asar, Pesha Hitter, okay, all the way back to the beginning of Subas. So if you remember, there was a Machlech Yes Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Okay, so we're going to get back into their cross with Mumin. But let's read the Mishnah first, and then we'll jump in. Ha'yubam Mumin. So let's say the woman was discovered, it was discovered that the woman had Mumin. Now, so man was Makadish and Isha, and she, after, at some point after the Kedushan, Mumin were discovered, but she's still living in the father's house. She's still by the father. So, the father must bring a Raya, that the Mumin happened after the Kedushan. <coughs> Now, if the moment happened after the Kedushin, right now, let's say, okay, well, one additional point. Obviously, the man is Makadish the woman. They discover Makadish the woman. They discover moment afterwards. And now the husband says, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Can't, can't live with it. And he wants to divorce her. Now, the question is, does he have to pay a ksuba or not? Right? There's at least some form of ksuba tolerated to the Kedushin. Okay, so it depends. If the moment happened before Kedushin, then he doesn't have to pay the Ksuba. Right, like we said, we saw in the last, I guess, right, that he doesn't, he doesn't have to pay the Ksuba because um, there were moment. However, if, there were, if, if the moment came after the Kedushin, then it's his problem. He can't get out of the Ksuba just because she got moment. He was already Mechaev in, in the Ksuba at the time of Kedushin. So the, the father is basically saying, let's say she's living at the father's house and we find a woman. The husband wants to now divorce her and get out of paying the ksuba. So we say the father has to bring a raya. Since she's in the father's house, the father has to bring a raya that these women happened after the kedushin and the husband is high to pay the ksuba. Okay? What, but what happens, again, we're seeing that where she is will determine. Let's say the husband is kindness her. She comes into the Rishus of the Baal. Habal, and now the husband says, oh, whoops, there's moment here. I didn't realize. I want a divorce, and I don't want to pay the ksuba. Sorry. In order to not pay the ksuba, Habal tzarech lahavi raya, the Baal must bring a raya, sha'ad shaloy nis'arsa ha'yubah moment. That the moment were there before <laughs> the Kedushin. Okay, so the question here is, who has to bring the raya? The only way he can get out of it is saying that these mumin, the husband, the only way the husband can get out of paying the ksuva is if he says that these mumin, you bring aid in that these mumin were there before the Kedushin. 
this is all in Ramei or Shita. That is if the women are hidden. So you had no way of knowing about it. But if it's out in the open, you can't tie it at all. If there is a bathhouse in the city, so even when we talk about the women that are hidden, okay, still he is unable to try to get out of the marriage based on the mom. Right? Because if there was a mom, okay, he says he knows who's going to the mikvah, the bathhouse at the same time as his future kawa, and he makes sure to ask one of his craven, did you see anything strange there? And if nothing comes, if nothing comes back, if he comes back and nobody says anything, then there must have not been the mom before, and it must have happened under him. It's his problem. Now, let's discuss the first part of the Mishnah again. So the Mishnah discussed that the husband is Makadish, the woman. They find Mumin after the Kedushin, depending on if the woman, and now the husband says, I want to divorce her, and the husband wants to not pay the Ksuba, and obviously her and her father want her to get the Ksuba. So now the question, what is, what's the difference? What's the Machria over here, whether the husband has to pay the Ksuba? It depends. If, if, the, if she's still in the father's house, then we're going to assume that the moment happened under the father, and then in order for the father to get the ksuba, the husband wouldn't have to pay the ksuba. In order for the father to, ha- to get the ksuba or for the woman to get the ksuba, they'd have to bring a raya that it happened after Kedushin. But if they're in the Baal's house, then it's assumed that the moment happened while she was in the Baal's house. And the Baal has to pay the ksuba unless he can bring Adam that it happened before the Kedushin. Okay? So the Gemara wants to understand what's going on over here. Taima, the whole reason the whole reason that the father will get the ksuba is because he's bringing a raya that it happened after Kedushin. But if the father doesn't bring a raya, he's unable to bring a raya, then the husband will be believed and the husband does not have to pay the ksuba. Money, Rabbi Yeshua, he. Now, what was the, what was the case, Rabbi Yeshua, he? We're not going to believe her. Meaning, the way, we're, the way in this sugya, in back on your, your beige, your gimel, and your dalit, if you remember, the Gemara kind of danced around. We discussed certain things. Chaskas we discussed migu, we discussed Rebbe, we had all these things. But here, for the purposes of our sugya, it's just going to be Chaskas HaGof. Rabbi Yeshua holds, so what's going on? She, there, something, there's now a mum found, right? So she's tining that what is her and her, by extension, her father's taina? Her and her father. And at this point, we're not separating her from her father. When I say her, it's her father, it's the same thing. Her or her father. What is her and her father's taina? That, okay, the mum showed up now, but there's a cheska's kashras. Every woman is born, the standard assumption is a woman who's born without a mum. So she has a cheska's haguf. The husband has the money. And then the question now is, can, will, we don't know, right? We don't know who, we don't know exactly what happened here. But when she says that it happened, the mum happened after marriage, so she had a cheskas aguf at the time that we were mechaiv the ksuba, meaning at the time of kedushin. So therefore, the cheskas aguf, according to Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua holds cheskas aguf does not be cheskas amaman. It's not strong enough to take the money from the husband. That's Rabbi Yeshua shita. Okay. Versus Rabbi Yeshua he da amar levi pianachayin. We're not going to. We're not going to be mitzi mamain based on what she says. Cheskas aguf is not going to be strong enough to be mitzi mamain from the person who's holding the mamain. Ema seifa, now let's go to the seifa case. 
That says, Let's say she now gets transferred to the Rishus of the Baal. Now the Baal has to bring a Raya. Okay, meaning, the, we find the woman afterwards. She's in the Rishus Habal. The Baal now has to pay Ksuba unless he can bring Adim that it happened, Adim that the mum happened before. So time of the Baal Raya, the only way that the Baal can get out of paying the Ksuba is if he brings a Raya that the mum came before Kedushin. Haloi Maisiya Baal Raya Ha'ab Then the father is going to be believed. Well, guess what? So again, we don't know anything. We have here a woman that now has mummin. It's a question of when did it happen. So that if you're going, the, the standard assumption in the seifa is now switched, that the Baal is automatically going to be chayev, unless he can bring a raya otherwise. So in the reisha, we're saying the Baal is automatically going to be pater. That sounds like Rabbi Yeshua. In the seifa, we're saying the Baal is automatically going to be chayev. Okay, so asan, Rabbi Gamliel, damer nemenes. So we see, that sounds like Rabbi Gamliel, that the father or the girl, is going to be believed. Okay, so very simple. When we have, we don't know when this occurred, there was a cheskas kashras, there's now a moment here, if the moment came before the Kedushin, then the husband doesn't have to pay the Ksuba. If the moment came after the Kedushin, then it's the stop chasadeu, the husband does have to pay the Ksuba. And when we don't know, we had a machlekes Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Yeshua says, well, even though she has a cheskas haguf that says that she, there were no moment, there were no moment, it's not going to be enough to be mitzi mamen. Or Gamliel says that when there's a cheskas haguf, it is enough to be mitzi mamen. We will be mitzi mamen from that. So the reisha sounds like Rabbi Yeshua, and the seifa sounds like Rabbi Gamliel. What's going on over here? It's a stira, reisha the seifa. So the Gemara says, "I'm Rabbi Lazar. You're right. Tavra. It's a broken mishnah. Misha shanazu, leishanazu. Okay, meaning that." The way, the way we're now saying this is like this. That the Reisha and the Seifa, they don't jive. And basically, we're saying the two cases are exactly the same. And really, according to Rabbi Yeshua, it makes no difference if the girl is physically sitting right now in the base Av or in the base Habal. Rabbi Yeshua would hold that it doesn't matter. The fact that she has a Chesel Seguf, no matter if she's sitting under the father or at the husband right now, we can't, we, can't, we can't go ahead and be mighty moment from the Baal based on her, and she's not going to get her ksuba. Rabbi Gamliel holds, that's the Seifa, that again, it makes no difference, even though we said, the way we said it was, if she's in the Baal, she's going to get her ksuba. It's not Davka if she's in the base Baal. Even if she was in the base Ha'av, according to Rabbi Gamliel, she would also get it. Okay, and the Reisha and the Seifa, are, it's not one. There's no way to reconcile the two. Tavra Misha Shanazu, Shanazu, and they are two different Shitas. And again, what we basically have done is we've streamlined it, we've taken out this whole thing of Besa Av versus Besa Baal, it makes absolutely no difference. The Reisha is Rabbi Yeshua, and the Seifa is, is Rabbi Gamliel. Okay? So, Amarava. So we, the, the Rav is just coming to comment that Rabbi Yeshua, we said that Rabbi Yeshua holds that a cheskas haguf is, is not going to be mitzi mamain, the cheskas haguf that she has, meaning the cheskas haguf that when she was born, she was born without mamain, and until you can prove that before Kedushin, there were mum, until you can, until you can prove, even, that's the cheskas haguf, that until, until you can prove Otherwise, we're going to always assume that she doesn't have mumin. However, and that, that's called a cheskas aguf. However, it's not strong enough to be mitzi mumin from the Baal. Sorry, it's not going to be enough. 
So Rav is coming to say, Don't say that the reason why the Baal doesn't have to pay the Ksuba is because Rabbi Shua doesn't hold of Chesos Hagot. It's only that, it, no, it's a good chazaka. Chazakah is a valid chazaka. And Tyson's trying to understand over here, like, well, what do you mean? If, if, you don't, if, it's zero, if the slate is totally clean, any chazaka would work. So why wouldn't a chazakah work? So he explains here that really at any chazakah over here, you have an offsetting chazaka that is negative. That is a chazakah pnuya. We automatically assume... Right, the woman was begether pnuya before kedushin as well. So that would go ahead and give us reason to believe what would make her a pnuya if there were women before. So what we're saying is that the cheskas haguf is not strong enough to be mighty mama, but cheskas haguf would supersede the cheskas pnuya. Idea being that cheskas haguf is a real chazaka and is a really strong chazaka. It is a great chazaka. It'll even beat the cheskas pnuya. It's a strong chazaka. That's what Rav is coming to say. It's just not enough to be mighty mummy. But it's strong. It's, it, it'll beat some other chazakas. It just won't be mighty mummy. Okay, where do we see this? <clears throat> okay, but if it's going against, like we explained, the way Tyson says it, if it's going against any other chazaka, it would be a great chazaka. It would beat it. Chazaka zaguf is a great chazaka. Just not enough to be mighty mummy. <clears throat> where do we see this? In Baharas, this is talking about Saras. So certain, <clears throat> based on the order, that is a baheres, if it has a white hair, it's going to be tummy. So in baheres, if the baheres, the nega, the tsaras comes before the seir lavan, then it's going to be tummy. So if you have this baheres, and then a white hair pops into it, it's going to be tummy. In seir lavan, however, if the white hair was there before the nega, then it's tahar. Suffolk, if it's a suffolk, the tanakama holds tummy. Rabbi Yeshua, Oimer, Keha. That it's weak. What does that mean, weak? My Keha, I'm a rabbi, Keha, Tar. It means it's going to be Tar. So what do we see? We see that in a case of Suffolk, right, we know right now there's a nega here with a white hair. We just don't know what order it was. We see that the Cheskes HaGuf, which says that the person probably didn't have Tzaras, is going to win out. Okay, so too, now this is to go into exactly what the offsetting Chazaka is there. So too over here, Cheskes HaGuf, we see is a real thing. The only problem is it's not strong enough. It might be some other chazakas, but it will not be mighty mummin. That's all Rabbi Shua holds. Now, that was all in answer number one, where we said the, there's going to be three answers. We're going to do two of the three today. Okay, we just had answer number one, which is Rabbi Yeshua, the Reisha and the Seifa. Again, the Reisha said, she's in Beis Habal, then the father has to bring a Raya, which means that without the father bringing a Raya, the husband would not have to pay the ksuba. That's Shita's Rabbi Yeshua. That a cheska saguf that the woman has, the hainu, that there was no mumen, is not going to be strong enough to be mitzi mamun. And really, it makes no difference if she's either the besavia or the And in the Seifu, we said the then we said that the husband automatically would have to pay unless he could bring a raya that the mumen happened before. That's Shita's Rabbi Gamliel. That's answer number one. Answer number two comes Rava. Rava Amar. You know, it's going to get fun. Reisha, kan nimtsu vikan hoyu. No, that it's all about location. Meaning, really, both the Reisha and the Seifa are shitas Rabbi Gamliel. The cheskas aguf that she has, that says that she doesn't have any mumen, is enough to be mighty mumen from the Baal. Except there's a problem over here. 
Even Rabbi Gamaliel, who holds that a cheskas haguf, right? What's, if we have to succinctly, based on our sugi right now, what's the difference between Rabbi Gamaliel and Rabbi Yeshua? Does a cheskas haguf, is it strong enough to be mighty mammon or not? Rabbi Yeshua says no, and Rabbi Gamaliel says yes. So when does Rabbi Gamaliel say that a cheskas haguf is strong enough to be mighty mammon? That is if it's a pure, unadulterated cheskas haguf. The problem is here, you have a svara of kanimtsu kanhoyu. Because Lamaisa, she's physically situated in her father's house, we're going to knock down that cheskas haguf a little bit. It's not a perfect cheskas haguf. Because she's Lamaisa sitting in her father's house, and the woman would have, if they came before, Arison would have been in the father's house. So it's the Lushan that the Lushan Rashi says is Isra le chaskasa. Isra chaskasa, chaskase de'av. That the chazakas haguf gets knocked down a little bit. And therefore, it's all about location. So in the Reisha, you want to know, even though Rabbi Gamliel holds a cheskas haguf is good. So the Seifa is perfectly fine. She's sitting in the Baal's Rishos. She has a cheskas haguf. Location isn't going to work against her because she's sitting by the Baal, not by her father. Okay? And the cheskas haguf is enough. An unadulterated, we'll call it cheskas haguf, could be mighty mammon. But in the Reisha, so yes, she has a cheskas haguf that there was no mummin before, and it is enough to be mighty mammon, except here, it's not an unadulterated one. It gets impinged. It's Israel Echazkasa. It gets knocked down a little bit because of the fact that she's sitting the base of Yah. That is the Svara of Rabbah. And obviously, Rishu doesn't care whether or not it's the father's house or not. It's just how Chazaka doesn't work at all for her body. Like, what? Rabbi Shua would hold that it doesn't make a difference whether or not it's the father's house or not the father's house. He doesn't hold that Chazaka or her body works enough to, to pull out money. Correct. Correct. This is, that's why it's in Rabbi Gamliel. That's the way Rashi and Taisus both learn this. Eisvei Abaya, to which Abaya is going to ask, oh really? You're telling me, Kanimsu Kanhoyu, the location place, that matters in regards to the Chazaka? Guess what? Now watch the following diak. So, in the Seifa case, she was if, if the husband was kind as her to his Rishus. Then we said, Okay? So again, if she is sitting in the base Habal, let's go to the Seifa case. So again, simple Rebbe Gamliel tells us, she's sitting by the husband, she has a cheskas haguf that she was, she didn't have any, uh, any moment at all before Arison. So cheskas haguf is other to be haitzi mama. Okay, good. So she gets the money. Now, what, is, what does the Baal have to do in order to get out of paying? He has to bring Adim or Araya, call him Adim, that there was a mum before Kedushin. Okay, so that's what the Seva says. If she's the base Baal, the only way the Baal, the husband, can get out of paying the Ksuba, if he decides to divorce her, is if we Araya that there were women before the Arison. Now let's make a diak here. Beautiful. Achaloi Tesaris in Misha Tesaris Loi. So best case scenario for the Baal, okay, there's, there's basically three scenarios according to you. And this is what Abai is asking on Rebbe. Let's speak this out outside, okay? That if if the husband is either unable to bring Araya at all. So then we assume, according to Rabbi Gamliel, now, again, Rav is learning the whole mission is like Rabbi Gamliel, we assume that the woman, because she has a cheskas haguf, that the woman came after she was already in the husband's rishus, and while she was with the husband, and it's all the husband's problem. If the husband brings Araya, that the woman came before Arison, <coughs> before Arison, then he would be able to get out of paying the ksuba. But what happens if the husband 
finds Adem, and the Adem say that there were women after the Averson, but she was still in the father's house. According to you, Abaye comes back to Rava. So let, if the, the only way that the Baal can get out of paying is if he brings Adem that the women were there before Averson. But what, that the Diak is, but if the Baal brings Adem that the women were there after Averson, but while she was sitting at her father's house, that wouldn't be good enough to get the husband out of paying. He would still have to pay. I can insu can hoyu. If there were moments she was sitting in the father's house, we should say it's Isra Chazkase. That's what Abai is asking on Rabbah. Okay, so we got the Kasha? So why is that any different than the father bringing a riot that happened after Arison? No, once there's a riot, there's Adim, then there's nothing to talk about. What we're saying is like this if, again, if the mum was there before Arison, if we know, however we know, if it was there before Averson, then the husband had to give the ksuba. If the mum was there only, if we know that the mum came after Averson, we knew that at the time of Averson there was no mum there. So then there's no question that the, the husband has to give the ksuba. All we're saying is here, when we don't know, we don't know, we know now there's a mum, we just don't know when it happened. So now we're going to say that because, again, it's the cheskas haguf, that the location, her being in the father's house, would require the father to bring a raya, even according to Rabbi Gamliel, for the svara that we explain. So again, right? So our kasha is, how could you, if, how could you abide, how could you rava say, kan ninsu, kan hoyu, the location matters, that we said the only way the husband can get out of paying the ksuba is if he brings a raya, that it happened, the moment happened, before Arison. That means that if the husband was able to bring a riot, he was able to bring Adem, that they were there after Arison, but the base of, but the base, so I don't know, maybe they were still there before, maybe the women were there before Arison, I don't know, but I know they were there after Arison, for sure, maybe they're before, that I don't know, but I know not just after Arison, but in the father's Rishos, why don't we say, Kan Ninsu, Kan Hoyu? So the Gemara says, Amar Lei, ready for the answer. Mishen is arsa, mishem chazaka in adam Because we have another chazaka. The chazaka is that a man is not going to drink from his cup, meaning, euphemistically, meaning he's not going to bring his, this woman into his house, unless he checked her. The ra vinifayis. So we have to assume that the husband, because you're right, when she's in the father's house, we're willing to say, Isra chazkaseh, we're willing to say kanin sakan hayu. The problem is she's no longer in the father's house. And as soon as the husband transferred her over, he automatically, yeah, there was a mum there. Maybe there was, but he was rav in Ephias. And maybe there was a mum, and maybe there was a mum before Arison, but he was okay with it. And since he, by transferring her in, we're no longer going to say kanin sakan hayu. You have to prove otherwise. Huh? You have to prove Checking out, there's a presumption that they yeah. <laughs> They definitely discussed that, but on the previous album. Okay. Ihachi, Vahai Rav, and if I is who, Ihachi, Anchalay Tisares Nami. Ah, if so, one second, you're saying the husband bring her into Rishos, then how does it help? We said, how does the Baal get out of paying the Ksuba? If, even if he's if he brings a Raya, that the moment happened before Arison. Well, how's that going to help? Lemaisa, he transferred to his Rishos. If you're telling me that upon the husband taking her into his Rishos, we're automatically there's a Chazaka Rav and a Fayis, the Av has a Chazaka Rav and a Fayis, so then I don't care that there was a mum before Arison. Rav and a Fayis. He was okay with the mum. So the Gemara says, Ella, Amrinan Chazaka, Ainada Mephias, but moment. 
Because offsetting that, there's a chazaka that nobody, that yes, there's a, on the one hand, there's a chazaka that the man brought her into his rishos, but on the other hand, nobody is Mephias Bumumit. So the Gemara says, one sec, so the Gemara says, okay, well, here too, Hachanami, Chazaka, another Mephias Bumumit. You're back into the same situation. So, right, if you're, so the Gemara says, you're right. Ella, Mishen is Arsa, Mishum de Ika, Tarti. Once she, if the woman, let's say the husband, the best he can do is bring Adim, that the woman were there after, Misha and Esarsa after Arison, you still have the husband, the father, sorry, still has two chazakas. Mishum de Ikatarti. Chazaka hemed gof al cheskasai. He has the cheskasa gof that says at the time of Kedushin, she didn't have a mom. And he also has the chazaka of what? That. <clears throat> the high rav and Ephias, that since Lamaisa, the woman was transferred to the husband's rishos, it must be that he was rav and Ephias. I now you'll tell me the hu- the, the husband has a chazaka as well. You're right. My amret chazaka another Ephias the moment. You're right. The husband has that one. tarti. You have two chazakas. The father has two chazakas. Cheskas haguf and Cheskas ain Boidkin in in Shosin because Elam K Boidkai Bahai Rav and Ephias. So yes, two. The husband has one. Okay, and huh? That his is that he's not Mephias. That he's not Mephias. So the not Mephias will offset the Mephias. And what are you left with? Cheskas Aguf. Cheskas Aguf is enough to be Mitzi Mamayin. Tarti. One second. V'chadam Makam Tarti Lo Yarminan. V'chadam Makam Tarti Lo Yarminan doesn't count. However, let's just go back to the other case that we know it does work. Let's say the husband is able to bring a raya that there, that, that there was mumin before Arison. Well, guess what? You lose your chesed zaguf because there were mumin there. So that's out. My Ika, now all we're left with is, was the husband Nephias or not? The fact that he said he was Rishos. And that's the way that it works. I, and I think I know what you're going to ask. What do you mean? Let's start counting. There's really two against two. What about Right? So where did that go? So the partial way of understanding it is that a because there was a transfer, transfer, transfer of Rishos, you can no longer say that. Tyson says a different thing. He says that both of these things will only, that really the Kanimsu Kanhayu, I'll just tell you, Tyson, this is discussed in the Rishon and the Meaning, if you start counting, really, besides the Chazaka Sagaf, you had Kanimsu Kanhayu, that would help for the. That would help for the, meaning, again, in a case where the husband wasn't able to prove that the women were before Arison, but they were after Arison, but while they were in the base of you should say kan into kanhoyu. So we just went through the process, but if you really start to tally it up, you'll see that the husband really had two, kan into kanhoyu, and in on the Mephias And the father had two, right? The father had two, cheskas ha guf, and... And the husband has the money, so how are we gonna, how are we gonna work that out? So the way Tysus explains that is he says that really none of the husband's chazakas are strong enough to beat the other chazakas individually without the cheskas moment. So it's the cheskas moment plus the another mafias moment that will beat the other one. It's the cheskas moment plus the the kaninsu um, kanhoyu. That will beat the Cheskas Haguf. Really, Cheskas Haguf is much stronger. 
but it's the two of them together. However, the Cheskas Mama won't be able to, if you think about like in, in, in power, it won't be able to, even though, yes, that's the way Tesla's learns it, that there's two and two, the Cheskas Mamain um, won't be able to lend support to both of the Cheskas Habal, and therefore, and therefore they won't be able to win out. There's, that's Tesla's first answer, Tesla's other answers in the Achrenim discusses, but the bottom line is, again, if you want the simplistic way, just for reading the Gemara, it sounds like once you say, once you go ahead, and he's kindness to Rishus, the Khan Ninsu Khan Hayu goes away. That's no longer a factor. Because I don't care that, uh, right? If you think about it logically, I don't care that she had a mum, Bebe Sabiha. We're now, that's no longer the factor over here. You brought her in. And there's now, that's superseded by this idea of Ain Adam Shaisa Bekais Elam Kibaka. Okay, and that's what we'll stop here.